0: Boom! Boom. All right. Here we go. Beautiful. <laughs> hello. Hello. And welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. On my left hand side today is my right hand man, Gabriel.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Today, on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Stellar Death. And they've got a new album called Fragments of Light, which is going to be released on what I have is January 8th, 2021. Is that right, boys? That is correct. Correct. All right. And so right now I'm being joined by Matt and Scott. I'm going to share some more information about this uh, record release, a couple of tracks that have already been released, uh, as well as what they've been up to uh, so far this year. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you. Thanks Thanks so much for having us on.
0: Yeah, absolutely great to have you guys on. I always dig uh, the instrumental stuff, especially when it's, Uh, Not too terribly flashy, just showing us that you can play or something, but actually telling us a story. And a couple of the tracks that we have to chat about today look like, or especially anyway, one of them looks like there's a story. The Astronomer. Is this a protagonist in a story, or am I digging too deep into the titles?
1: Well, the Astronomer is the first track on this album um and the whole project for us Stellar Death is new we just started it a year ago and The Astronomer was actually the first uh song all in one session and we were kind of centering some of the themes around space, like the whole album is based on the cosmos and astronomy and space. And so it seemed appropriate to kick off the album with a song called The Astronomer, because as we write and contemplate cosmos and space, we do it from a human perspective. The Astronomer kind of is that recognition that you know we're looking out into these different themes in the universe, but we're doing it from you know, a human kind of mindset. The, at least that was my sort of take, Matt. I don't know if if you had different thoughts, but that was kind of how. how no, no, I no,
2: it. It, no. That's exactly it. I mean, uh, Scott nailed it. I think it's like again, with it being sort of the first track, it's sort of the the start of the journey. Like you're looking out, and as you embark on the journey of, of the album itself, you know that that is the the overall starting point. You as an astronomer, you know, traversing out into the cosmos, and um, you know the rest of the tune sort of. Um, take flight from that point
0: quite literally take flight from that point exactly uh, you, bring up an interesting, you bring up an interesting point you know looking at almost anything scientific it has to be filtered through our own human perceptions um, are you looking at that as maybe a flawed argument or is there not even really an argument at all it's just hey you know you're the astronomer looking out into this journey that we're going to be taking you on
2: yeah that's interesting i guess it's i mean it, it's it kind of goes along um with the whole concept of like the you know yeah the instrumental music too in the sense it's like it's such subject to interpretation you know um i i think it it you know there's like sort of a story a theme for for us but it, it definitely you know allows for interpretation and, and we don't get too literal I, I don't think with a lot of the the songs in and of themselves. Um, we want people to have their their own journey with us, providing sort of like a you know uh, a canvas, if you will, to, to get them on the way. Okay, yeah, that's, likes- it, that's
1: that's also kind of the the cinematic quality that we're shooting for. We're yeah. we're trying to write music in a way it is almost like the soundtrack. Yet mm-hmm. there's no movie, so right. the movie really is in, in the listening, um but again, the, the astronomer piece is just the recognition that as we're contemplating these themes, it's from our own human perspective, I wouldn't, at least from from my view, an argument per se in that more recognition.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned something interesting, there. A soundtrack to a movie. And uh, this has happened before on the show where somebody says, you know, I, I took some movies that I really liked, I put them on mute. And I said, what if I were to create the soundtrack to this movie? And they've it's happened before. It's very interesting. Is that something that you guys may have done or have thought of something in particular, like, say, 2001 A Space Odyssey or Star Wars, uh, Mandalorian? Or, I guess, how did you guys come up with this concept to have everything space-related um, and, and, and I guess, and instrumental as well?
1: Yeah, so the, the whole uh, project, Stellar Death, started a year ago when I came across an article that said, stellar death um, shines the brightest light in the universe. There was some event that occurred where uh, a star like light years away died essentially. But when they, when stars do die, they emanate this really intense bright light, uh, which is brighter than our own sun will ever emit over its lifetime. And so I was sort of fascinated by that idea and you know, Matt and I have talked about these kinds of things before, no doubt, over beers or coffee or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's it was just an idea of uh, there's so much activity that's occurring. Cool been embracing like synthetic music like software like software drums uh synths um all this keyboard stuff because we we play in another band called brave which is very organic it's rock music we get together and jam but this is more uh you know any sound that we can get and capture um uh, is on the on the table to possibly use mm-hmm
0: yeah well, the interesting thing is you mentioned uh you know a bit of a rock band this stuff the instrumental stuff I don't know if you've gotta consider it heavy, but I think it kind of gets a little heavy especially at times later on towards uh what is it about like the the five minute mark or so of the astronomer starts to get pretty heavy
1: yeah we come from a a metal background, I would say for sure I mean I also play in wild Heaven wept, which um you know is like an epic metal band and I mean, we've just been doing this stuff for years, you know, and I think that there was also to some extent an intentional leaning toward like death metal drumming. Anyway, I've just always been a, a fan of that style and the software we use. There's, there's a, a vast like library of beats and, and stuff that we were just throwing together and riffing on uh, Matt primarily like on the, Astro- on the Astronomer. We sat there. Drew up some beats and Matt was just riffing on it and it just worked kind of gelled together.
2: Yeah it's it's interesting you, you raise that because it's like I think this this project has been great in the sense that it's allowed for us to like really draw from all of our influences and that you know we come from a metal background but we like you know cinematic music, we like dead can dance, we like um, you know ethereal ambient music. Um, There's other you know Um, genres and influences that we have that hopefully in the future we'll be able to to tap into but I think the the fact that you are doing something instrumental you're not locked into any sort of like you know typical song structure or you know the need to have you know lyrics or you know you're you're sort of hampered by a a vocalist that maybe you can't necessarily uh, change so easily Um, that allows for us to do whatever we want (laughs) which was which was great I think that the theme that we have with respect to space and all that and sort of like the um the chaos the 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 quiet you know the the different aspects of you know what's what's happening um you know in our lives and all that i think is allows the music to sort of mimic that in a way so it, it was it was definitely freeing in that regard to be able to do whatever we wanted musically um especially as it relates to like what scott was saying you know getting into like some of our roots of heavier music which you know I haven't listened to heavy music in a, <laughs> in a long time, but it was kind of, uh, um, uh, it, it was, it was good in the sense of like, you know, um, to, to go back to those roots.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I it kind of takes you to another question. When I think of instrumental music, usually, or maybe not usually, um, but like Steve, Vai said, there's something that I'm going for, or Joe Satrioni said, there's something I'm going for, or, uh, and maybe it's just uh, oftentimes guitar players say there's something I'm going for that. I'd want to do something that's different, what everybody else is doing at the time. Um, and as you mentioned, you don't need to be locked into a particular song structure, uh, like a pop song structure, for example. Like, okay, this is a verse, this is a chorus, this is go back to the verse or whatever. With regard to the space theme, was there something in particular, though, that you guys were looking to do? Look, looking to make the listener maybe feel in a particular way?
1: This, yeah I don't I don't know if Um, for me I've always struggled to write intentionally like that where you have a, a a concept or a mood first it for me I think it comes out naturally and the way it does and then as I kind of reflect on it I, I try to understand what it meant so um, Although with this album in particular, the way that it evolved back to your earlier point, it almost does kind of tell a story. Because one of the last songs on the album called Critical Mass uh, is almost, in my mind, the song where like a star would explode or become supernova. And then Afterglow is the light after that. So we didn't really plot it out necessarily, but Mm. it kind of came out naturally that way. Uh, But with regard to like Steve Vai and all those guys who uh, are looking at their own work and saying that they want to do things in a different direction. For me, anyway, with this project, I didn't really consider any other music or bands. Um, It just was happening the way it was happening. and, And that was it. I had no idea how it might fit into the greater scheme of music and genres and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. The funny thing is because looking at it from my perspective, this whole thing seems incredibly orchestrated. Uh, <laughs> the, the fact that you guys started it like a year ago and we've got uh, this instrumental music with so many varying textures, especially coming from, from two guitar players, <laughs> uh, you know, I guess... It seems so much like you guys said, "Okay, this is what we're gonna do," and bam, you went ahead and executed it to exactly to plan. Um, but I guess just like how the cosmos unfolds, it's a pretty happy accident.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, like, uh, I totally agree with what Scott was saying. It's, it, it's, you know, everything sort of happened organically. I think it's also like, you know, just what you're, you're, you're ingesting in terms of just other content, other media at the time, and how that sort of influences. It wasn't like we sat down, watched Interstellar and said, hey, let's write some music to that movie. It was more like, yeah, I watched that movie on a lube. I watched, you know, read comic books. You know, we're we're nerds. So <laughs> so as a result of, of that, um, you know, it, it sort of seeps into and, and helps sort of have the music come out, I think, organically, and just where we're at that point in time. And I think, I think what also helped was that, you know, we were able to do this, just the two of us, and we were sort of in rapid su- succession writing the songs, And we were able to keep to the themes and the vibe of everything, you know, over the course of a couple of months. Um, So I I think there's that consistency with with that when it's I think a little more challenging when you have a broader band and pulling in from lots of different, you know, input and and thoughts and all that. I think we the the two of us had a very consistent sort of, you know, um, you know, overall vibe of what we were trying to try to do here. So it, it helped in that regard. So. Bigger bands are just—they're just, you know—they're just hard to hard to deal with. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I know, especially those drummers.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> no kidding.
0: And all their girlfriends. Um, <laughs> now another track that you mentioned was "Critical Mass." and I know that we wanted to chat about "Critical Mass," and uh, something that I'm noticing is it's also one of the longer songs uh, on the album. So I guess take us through this track and the build-up to this track, and um, it always seems to me like it would be hard to write a 10-minute song, but maybe, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was easier to write a 10-minute song, but I kind of want to hear from you guys uh, what went into crafting almost this culmination for the record.
1: Yeah, Matt, you pretty much kicked that one off. Um, yeah, You want to yeah, discuss sure,
2: sure. how you... I mean, I think, you know, it, it, you know, it, it started off innocently enough just sort of like noodling on some ideas and like as it um you know had that that initial theme in the uh the very first um very first set of riffs and it was like how can we like take that and and evolve from it and ultimately you know have a you know a song that sort of bookends that overall theme and as you were sort of like exploring the theme itself and wanting to uh change the dynamics you know as you you know listen to the song you have this very tense um build up that goes into this more um ethereal orchestration that's you know really good in terms of um just bringing the audience down um into just sort of like a a more calm sense and then you build up this tension again into these these parts that are really probably like I, i think it's it's really the heaviest you know stuff on the album. It might be the heaviest, you know, music I think I've ever been <laughs> a part of in, in terms of writing. Um and then it ends on the overall um theme. And the and the more we were just having it, you know, we were compiling everything and, and uh working on the song. It 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 made a lot of sense in what Scott was describing in terms of like the the actual um the scope of the song being sort of like that that's supernova concept, you know, just everything building up to that climax and then um you know the uh afterglow you know being uh, a song that we had been working on and it's like you know wow that's like the perfect way to <laughs> to sort of end the album in, in terms of these ideas
0: yeah matt something you're saying is it's some of the heaviest music that you've ever been a part of yeah. what's what's that like is it kind of out of body in a way like are you comfortable writing it were you did you like i guess maybe just take us through that
2: yeah, I, I don't know. I mean it's you know, I've been in uh a variety of other bands where, you know, the, the you know, like death metal bands and you know, thrashy kind of bands and all that. And when I say heavy, I'm not saying like, you know, it's tuned down to B and it's it's you know, just someone screaming over it. It was more of just how um that I forget the specific um minute marker or whatever, but when it you had like the the only actual words or spoken word on the album that goes into that that riff on critical mass. It's just the way that everything builds to that, and then when it hits you, it's just like, "Oh my god, it's insane!" And it's just, you know, just <laughs> to have that. It was, it was, it's, it's awesome. I, I you know, it's, it's one of the songs that um, I don't know. Just as I look at like over the course of like the, my career and music, not career, but just working in uh, with music or whatever, it's just a song that I keep coming back to, and just it's uh, just so proud of like what Scott and I were able to accomplish in terms of that the whole epicness of it and the way it just builds into something that's just really that I, I want to keep on listening over and over and over again you know sometimes you, you write stuff and you're like yeah it's cool I wrote it and you just put it to the side and move on to the next thing you know you want to, you want to write or explore and, and it's just and actually it's true of the whole album I just keep coming back and wanting to listen to it.
0: Okay very cool stuff now uh, something that kind of struck me about this particular record is you guys started writing it at this point in time about a year ago um, has the events of this year, COVID in particular, delayed what you guys were then going to do? Or has it kind of been a blessing in disguise? It gave you guys more time to work on this particular project?
1: Well, it, it's kind of strange because, you know, we're, we're pretty much in a quarantine state. Like, I haven't actually hung out with Matt or jammed together in what, eight, like, seven eight, months? Nine months. Or, yeah. 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 It's, it's been a long time. So, the, the second half of this album was done pretty much in isolation, where Matt would send riffs, um, you know, through like a drive, and then I would bring them into the master file. Uh, we also, I should note, Ben Kelly is the bass player in our band Brave, who did all the bass work for this album as well. Uh, real solid player, has good tone, and he would send his files, you know, through the internet and. Uh, You still there, Scott? Yeah. Scotty,
2: <laughs> we're losing you, Scott.
1: <laughs> not maybe intentionally, but but it's it's got to be in there, you know.
0: I I think so. We lost you a bit there. I uh, would you mind repeating the last little bit that you said?
1: Yeah, I was just saying we may have lost Matt. Is he still on? Yep, I'm here. Okay. Uh yeah, so so again, like uh the fact that we were with this project, you know, we're embracing technology and uh, getting into instruments that are basically synthetic keys and all that, um worked well in, in like the COVID environment because we can do all this stuff while at a distance and while operating kind of in isolation. Again, the second half of the album was held, mixed and mastered um pretty much like by myself but sending reference tracks back over to matt um to make adjustments
0: okay now if, if i remember, if i remember correctly you mentioned that ben did the bass on the record um was he entirely remote as well
1: yeah we never got together with ben uh to do anything we would just send him the tracks Uh, We're all in the D.C., Washington, D.C. area. Uh, We're in Maryland, and Ben's over in Virginia. So, uh, yeah, we never got together, but he would lay down tracks, send it our way. We might have minor thoughts on it, and then he would send, you know, revise and and resend. So, doing everything through, like, telework, if you will.
0: (laughs) Well, and the thing is, you know, in today's age, even before this, the funny thing is, a lot of bands were saying we thought everything was online already anyway uh and now this has kind of introduced some challenges so you know being able to record guitar tracks at home and send it off to a studio halfway around the world to get reamped i mean that's kind of uh the way things i think are going did you guys do something like that or did you like the guitar tones that were recorded that's what's on the record you guys had handled the mixing mastering
1: yeah we did everything in-house um, yeah. So the, the guitars, actually, Matt did send some guitars that were um, kind of like the raw tracks that I applied some different amps and distortions to at my place. Um, but yeah, everything that we did, because we're operating from like home studios, uh, we we're able to off pretty
2: easily. OK. Yeah. And that was like sort of the other aspect of like the project, which was so great is that because we both have our home studios it gave us an opportunity to really explore different unique sounds that we haven't typically you know ventured into in in the other bands that we've been in like there's a lot of like you know uh, ethereal ambient sounds that you might actually think are um, keyboards on the album that are actually guitar that you know gives us an opportunity to really explore um, uh, some of those uh, sort of like droney um, atmospheric sounds that you know, bands like Hammock and uh, things like of that, that you know, that like to like definitely explore and factor into the music.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense. Are you guys going to take some of that and then back your bands, or do you think this is like it's going to be its own thing? This is stellar death, baby.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that hopefully we can keep this within this project. It's hard to say, I mean, as we still play and write and brave but that's more of a live kind of feel in a way um, where hopefully we'll we'll get together soon it's been over a year since we've last jammed and had a show Um, although there is some stuff in the works too that that does kind of lean in the post direction post rock or whatever but with vocal but but I think that there is something that's kind of exclusive to Stellar Death, which is a lot of the, like, really cinematic qualities and uh, obviously the instrumental piece of it. Um, it's hard to say, though, you know, what may transfer over. But but I think, that, you know, when I'm looking at this project in particular, I, I feel like I'm in a different mindset anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Now i guess since you guys can't get together to play shows i guess what kind of things have you guys been doing or plan on doing uh for the ep like live streams or playthrough videos or any anything like that
1: yeah at this point we're out for reviews uh getting it on playlists and things like that uh in terms of our own the promotion i think is is always easy my weak spot, you know, um, <laughs> in terms of doing, you know, like, like play. Matt, we should be. Maybe...
2: Oh. Still there, Scott? Uh, uh, got
1: Scotty! <laughs> got yeah, I mean, it's kind of getting, you know, it's like an interesting thing to be in. It, because, uh, you know, um, we've been in bands for so long, and then to start a new project from the ground up, like entirely building it from scratch. It's a fun, but interesting kind of predicament to be in because we don't have like a baseline. uh, Fan base building it sort of one at a time. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Well, boys, I believe we've chatted about everything. We chatted about the astronomer. We chatted about critical mass. We chatted about uh, fragments of light, uh production we chatted about uh coronavirus to an extent um uh what your guys's plans are and we didn't chat about your favorite kind of pizza but i mean i guess we could always throw that one in there um and you know one of the things that i was really curious about was because uh, i'm a guitar player myself and when i saw oh no two guitar players came together to to make something it's going to be i don't know god awful it's like a pac-man machine that got kicked over or who knows what right but you guys did an, an incredible job creating something that sounds, pizza, pizza. um, <laughs> like I, I'm reminded of like Dream Theater. You know, like it's it's like a full band. You guys did a great job. Thank Cheers,
2: you. that's awesome. Really appreciate it. Thank no, you. I I think most bands should only consist of guitar players. You know, bass players, <laughs> drummers. It's getting in the way. You know, I think the best drummers are those that are like former guitar players. <laughs> and Scott does a great job of like thinking about how the drums can like elevate and take the the riffs to different places. So I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think Stellar death is where it's at. I'm not sure about the other bands, Scott. I think we're, I think we're stuck with this. uh, (laughs) All
0: right. Beautiful. Well, unless there's anything you guys wanted to uh, bring up or mention that I did not ask, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the rock metal podcast today. No, we, appreciate no, hey, we
1: appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
2: Yep. Thanks,
0: Holmes. Cool. Again, Kirby. all right. Go ahead and stop, please, sweetie.